0: That's what sports teaches you. You've got to go get it on your own. You've got to go figure it out by yourself. And now I'm like, I don't need to operate in such a harsh way.
1: Welcome to The Space Between, the middle path between East and West, psychology and spirituality, high performance and inner peace.
2: Hello, everybody. We are here on The Space Between podcast with my co-host, Clint Monfort, and our very special guest today, Lauren Chamberlain, who... It's a dear friend of mine. And Lauren, I I don't know, in like preparing for this interview, I'm like, you have done all the things at such a young age, like ESPN body issue, like NCAA Records, like an MLB um, host now, which I want to hear more about what you're doing with Stacked. You own a facility, you give lessons, you inspire, like you are just everything. Um, so we're so lucky to have you. Thank you. Of course. I'm so happy to do this. It's like finally about
0: time, Lauren, I needed to get that on the schedule. I'm glad I could.
2: (laughs) I'm glad we made it happen. So our podcast is all about the space between of like high performance and practicing mindfulness and being present and finding like peace. And I know Lauren, you are all about like spirituality and taking care of yourself and your mental health, but you also get out there and kick ass and make things happen. And that's what I love about you. So we're so excited to talk about what that, what that balance looks for like for you, but I want to start with retirement <laughs> and like, in a pandemic, like they were like so close, right. um, so much change. How was that for you? And tell me about this Lauren, uh, retirement Lauren.
0: Yeah, it's, uh, No one really prepares you for it. I can say that no one really talks about what you're going to feel. You know, they're all about what you feel when you're playing and then good luck to you when you're done. Um, Mm. So I don't think I was very prepared for that on paper. You could say I was prepared based on the things that I had lined up, but mentally I was not even close to having a clue about what I would experience internally, what I would start to feel I have always had anxiety. We've talked about that. Um, it doubled, I would say tripled, uh, crazy, you know, doctor's appointments, this and that. So it that was almost like that little in between phase, and I'm sure we'll get into that later, but it was almost like the, the grief of what I had been and then moving into like who I was to become. And it's such a weird, weird transition. I get it, I, so hard to explain unless you're going through it, but the Lauren now is like, man, an overcomer. I'll tell you that I've been just kind of, you know, kicking ass, uh, you know, getting to know myself in a new light. Um, but really trying a bunch of new things and just seeing what else is out there for me. So it's been fun to kind of like establish what this second chapter is for me.
2: Oh my gosh. How is this Lauren different from softball Lauren? Like, what are some things you're like, Oh, this is new. Like this is, this is different. And then what's the same? Uh
0: i just had this conversation with somebody the other day about how I think like in sport, you're just so aggressive and you're so oh like almost overbearing because you're like kill or be killed like in sports like you're like I'm either gonna like win or I'm gonna lose and there's I think other areas of my life almost struggled because I was like that, and so ever since I've not had this outlet of like letting out my, like, you know, just rage that I have inside sometimes. Um, It's almost been like, Oh, like I want to be a little bit more feminine. Like I want to be like in touch with like this, like, you know, like my goddess side versus like my like killer, you know, like stab everybody side. Um, So that, that part's been interesting. I think I'm a little bit softer. I'm a little bit more understanding. Um, I see other things now I'm not so centrally focused.
1: So it's been interesting. I love that, that. makes a lot of sense. I, I remember hearing you talk a lot about um, confidence in some prior interviews and about how softball really brought you and taught you confidence that you carried with you um, into your life beyond softball. And I was really curious about how, how that confidence developed. I mean, you were such a super crusher in softball. Was it that you were so good and that's what gave you the confidence? Or was it that, or did you develop confidence earlier on and that's what allowed you to lead to so, so much success?
0: I really. I would say it was how good I was. I mean, I really just felt like head and shoulders above at a young age that Mm -hmm. when I was on the field, I knew like you couldn't take that from me. And I knew that I was going to succeed. It was like, no question. Like I, that's where that confidence came from. And I think that confidence stems from your ability to do something and do it well. So having that talent on the field was like, you can't touch me on the field. Now, when it started to like affect off the field, like getting a scholarship or, um, you know, winning awards or like just feeling like it, it definitely like added to, to my societal, you know, where I stood in society, which is just ass backwards, (laughs) it's crazy, like your importance as a human, you know, like that's the athlete talking in me. Um, Then that's where that confidence came off the field because I knew people knew how good I was. So it just kind of, you know, went hand in hand.
1: Right. So even when you were trying new things and and trying your hand at new things after that, you had that kind of like that built up confidence that you carry with you and allowed it to just extend to other areas of your life.
0: Yeah. And Katie, you can know this and I'm, I'm sure too, Clint, you, you can too, when there's that, you know, a lot of people just have fear of failure and they, they don't do things because they're afraid of what's going to happen. And I think when you play softball or a sport like softball, you're failing nonstop. So you just get over that fear of failure a little bit. Like you, you get kicked in the face. I've been kicked in the face on national television. Like I've, I've you know, missed the, I've not gotten chosen for the Olympic team. I mean, there's so many things that I felt like, oh my God, my pride is never going to recover. And then I'm like, dude, I was, I was cool. Like it sucked, but I kept living. Right. I'm oh, sorry. My dog was talking to me. Stop talking. Um, but I kept living and I survived it. And you're like, oh dude, I'm still alive. So I think that's, you know, things in my career that haven't broke me having to retire early, having to have all these surgeries, you know, not making the big team, all those things have just almost like it took the sting out of it. Like, you're like, I'm good. Like, I, I have to at least honor myself by trying things, even though I'm little scared. Mm-hmm. Gotcha.
1: Gotcha.
2: So Lauren, I never realized that, you know, you just said you, you had to retire. Did you not feel like retirement was on your terms? Yeah, I, it wasn't on my terms. Um, it, it was more of like kind of an
0: emergency thing that had to happen that Uh, In reality, I could have gotten past it, but in this grand scheme of things, it just wasn't worth it anymore. Like it just felt like it was just this compounding thing with my body. So I've been getting these epidural injections, um, steroid injections into my low back. And that was pretty routine. I mean, maybe too routine. And one of them, he went too far. uh, This is my doctor I've been going to forever. He went too far, uh, tore the dural sac, and then it sent like air into my brain, like just crazy stuff. Like once I got out of there, I was on a trip um, to Texas and I blacked out in the car and woke up in an emergency room in a CT scan, like it was just, just like crazy shit. Right. And, um, it was after that happened, I was, you know, on bed rest in a hospital, trying to get this air out of my brain for like a week. And I'm like halfway through it. And I'm like, what am I doing? Like, I just, I was so sick of like trying so hard just to compete at my level. And it wasn't just a, you know, Oh, I'm training so much. This is so annoying. It's like, I'm literally just all the extra shit that I had to do to make sure I was ready to go by, you know, camp date was just taxing. Like mentally I was just done. And so it was on that bed where I was like, dude, I'm, I think I'm done. And I gave myself a chance to come back. I just wasn't ready by training camp. Like mentally I was going through some stuff, just obviously having brain in your or, uh, air in your brain. <laughs> like can't just bounce back like that all of a sudden. And so that was a tough year. And I don't think many people know that. But it was just a it was kind of a final straw for me.
2: Right? Oh, my gosh. And I think, Lauren, just knowing you like type a planner, clean freak, super organized, like to make such a huge decision when it doesn't feel like it was part of the plan. I can't even imagine what that was doing to you. Do you feel like you've arrived at a place of peace now? Or where are you at now? I still wrestle with like, I would love to go back and play. Um, I think
0: there's like a mix of emotions. I, I'm i not in pain. Like I, I don't miss that pain. The pain does something to you mentally more than it does physically. Like it's just very taxing on relationships and friendships and your own personal feelings. It's it's really tough. But then, you know, on the flip side, I've enjoyed so much getting to know who I am, like and and seeing what makes me passionate other than softball. and kind of like stepping into like who I've always wanted to be when I was done playing. It's like such a cool, like, whew, like I put my ass into this for so long. Like now I can like be free almost. So I think, that, I think every athlete maybe at some point or another, like kind of wrestles with that. Like, Ooh, I wonder what, like it's tempting to be like, what's life like without this. But I'm I'm glad that I, you know, I put the work in for so long that it kind of set me up for like, if this were to happen, I feel okay.
1: Right. 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 Love that. Um, I want to ask you something about kind of like this is a little bit of a, a comparison between you know the pressure of performing on the field. And then as the host of your MLB show stacked, stepping in front of the camera, I, I'm curious about that. And, and kind of, you know, I don't know if you had any similar rituals that you did when you were preparing for a game that you still carried with you into your career. Now in front of the camera, do you get nerves in the same way? Do you have any rituals that you took with you? Talk to us about that.
0: Oh, that first episode I threw up before the first episode. I <laughs> oh my God. It was a, it, And it wasn't just like a, you know, you and a guy filming, it's like a whole production crew and you're, you know, you've got an, a, an all-star pitcher from the season before as your first guest. And it's like, they, they went out on a limb for me. I hadn't been a host yet, but they knew that I had, you know, a, a rep with these guys and I could do it. Um, but I just was like, dude, I have no idea. And I didn't know that they dim the lights, the lights go, or the, the lights go down, the, the big lights go on. And I mean, the lights camera actually literally three, two, one happens. And it's this whole thing where you're just like, I'm either going to pass out or I'm going to make this happen. And it took me <laughs> back to those feelings of like, you're at the world series. Like, I'm either going to pass out because your legs are shaking. You're like, you can't believe you're actually here. And like the moment's so big. But you, you know, you either pass out or you step up to the plate and get it done. And so I think that feeling that rush came back of like, man, that's the adrenaline I've been wanting. Like, Mm -hmm. I've missed that adrenaline so much of like those big pressure, like situations and pressure cooker moments. And I finally like found that fix. So I think it was like a very rewarding um, experience to go through that and be like, yes, like I'm back where I'm supposed to be, you know. So it, it was quite the experience.
1: That's so great. So, did you? You're talking about the nerves that come up with it and the excitement. Do you do anything to try to like calm yourself to stay centered and like not too overhyped, or you just like totally feed off of the energy?
0: I okay. I've always been one that like totally feeds off the energy, and I think that that you know I don't know. I think that different people do different things. Um, breathing, obviously, like you know I can't get too amped up, but I really do feed off of that in, like internal adrenaline, and I like use that to just propel me into the moment. Now. I've gotten better because I used to let feelings of like, I suffered panic attacks right after I retired from like, just Katie, we've talked about how I was going like through those things. And I was like, what the hell's a panic attack? I'd never really like felt that before. Mm -hmm. Um, Later on in my playing days, I started having panic attacks a lot. And so those used to like cripple me. Like, I mean, I would just, everything would black out like that. Like I couldn't really hear anything. Like I would lose all my sense of, you know, everything. Um, the awareness was out the window. And then I started to figure out obviously like with the help of antidepressants. but like you start to figure out how, that it's not going to kill you. And so when those feelings are like arise and especially on a set, like MLB, like where I'm like, I could absolutely like sink into a panic attack right now, just because of how overwhelming everything is. Um, I let those feelings ride out, which is like such a, like I, instead of like, Oh shit, this is a panic attack like what your body wants to do. I'm like, Oh, that's a panic attack. Cool. Let's just like, see what happens. And you can just kind of sit in it for a sec. And then it usually like naturally kind of passes once you get over that disorientation. So it's definitely like, man, uh, breathing, reminding yourself that like, you're right here. You're okay. You're not in danger. Um, That stuff I had to do when I played and now I have to do it professionally.
2: Right. Like, yeah, all the regulating, like, let me regulate my body right now. Let me like assess like that. I'm not going to get my head chopped off by, you
0: know, a trespasser. Like you have to remind your body, like, relax, dude. Like I'm not getting, I'm not about to fight anyone. You're just in a high stress. (laughs) Right.
1: Right. Your body, your body thinks you're being chased by a lion, but you're really,
0: yes, yeah. Like I'm not in the wild right now. Like I'm, I mean, I could be in the wild. This is like crazy territory, but It's just, it's wild what your body does and how it just tries to defend you. And you have to almost like whip it back into shape.
2: Right.
1: Seriously. Really, really do.
2: Lauren, I know that you have shared with me that during your, um, when you were at Oklahoma during your home run uh, chase, right? Like, or the run to, to, to beat the record. um, You were working with a sports psychologist and you're like open about that. And I love that. Um, What, during that time was it kind of this were you working on the same stuff that you just shared with us right now of like how to regulate yourself how to calm your body or was it more about like the stories you're telling yourself in in your head and like the inner critic like what was what was that work like
0: yeah I it started in college as more of a mental um the story you tell yourself or like the, what ifs I was a big, big on the, what ifs, what if I don't break the record? What if I don't get drafted? What if I don't like, you know, what if I don't win a national championship? You're a piece of shit. You know, all these things would just like run through my head. So it was more on that side of things as opposed to now it's more physics, showing up physically, if that makes sense. So it was more of a head thing back then, less of a physical thing. Um, but it was definitely along the lines of like I don't want to jit myself out of an opportunity by being my own worst enemy. Mm-hmm. I didn't ha- I didn't have panic attacks too bad in college. I don't think I ever really felt a panic attack. I had just felt anxious, but not ever a panic attack. The
2: panic attack started later on. So mm-hmm. yeah, definitely more of a mental game. Oh, it's so That's interesting. Something. Of like young Lauren, you're still young, but younger Lauren, it was like silencing the inner critic, the what ifs, the story. And then it's like this Lauren has better self-talk and like has more control over her mind, but your body's still having these responses to like the anxiety. It's so interesting. And it was to that point, that's why this shit on
0: this other side scared me so bad because I'm like, I'm a pro now at talking myself down. Like I'm a pro at telling everybody else how to master their mental. I mean, you know what I mean? Like I was like, Sitting on my high horse, like, I got this figured out. I beat the record. I got drafted number one. I'm good to go. And then this physical shit hit me. And I was like, I don't know what to do. I mean, it freaked me out because I could not figure it out. Mm-hmm. And that's when, obviously, go to doctors, get on some medication, get some help in that way, which is the best thing I ever did was get my pride aside and go talk to somebody. But, um, man, it, yeah, it's crazy how it, it changes with, you know, your life. I mean, just seasons in life are weird. Yeah, weird.
2: Yeah. yeah, they are. Lauren, as you're talking too, I'm like, I don't know, I'm just thinking about ego and how like so many of these stories you're talking about, you're, you're like, even in, as you're just explaining them, you're like, I had to check my, you say check yourself and like, oh my gosh, my self-worth is not tied to external things or whatever. But I'm so, our ego drives us a little bit. Like, I don't know, like, would you be as driven if there wasn't these things you're chasing? I, I think that's like an interesting thing to explore in regards to like the middle path, because it's like, on one why hand, are we doing it? Yeah. Yeah. Like it's like you know, it? you're, you know, there's more to life than those things. You know, that you're a spirit having a human experience. Like I know, you know, all these things, you talk about these things, but yet the ego is part of what drives your success. Can you talk about that and how you, when, and how you check your ego at the door? Like, what is that like for you?
0: Right. I was asked a question by a friend. It was just kind of like a, community question like to our group about like why why are we here like what are we doing you know what I mean like what are you getting out of bed for why do you work so hard and vainly you know a lot of us answer the question like we hustle to make money like to to for the notoriety like to get ahead to get the next opportunity to chase the next opportunity and that was like one of the reasons and I was thinking man like what a weird way to live like that just doesn't really seem filling. Like because I've, you know, we've been there where it's like, okay, I've seen a lot of money. I've seen not a lot of money. Like what at the end of the day, for me, it was always, there was always something about affecting people and making sure people felt better about themselves when they had an interaction with me. And I, you know, it's easy to lose sight of those things. You're really good feel like you're fulfilling your good feeling. Why you're, you're like true purpose it gets washed out by society. And like what, you know, the next thing you should chase the next bag and it sucks because sports, I mean, I love sports. It's the most incredible thing ever, but you're always chasing that. You're always chasing something. And for me, it was a lot of like records and titles and awards. And it was when that checklist stopped, it was like, what the hell can I get next? Like, what am I supposed to do now? Like, how am I supposed to function if I'm not chasing after something or attaining something and being like, Hey, here I am. Number one, you know, like it just, it was such a strange thing, but I think that goes back to what you said. Like, why, why, what are we doing? When do you leave your ego? And I think as I get older, I'm starting to like check my ego a little bit as I'm like fading out, not really necessarily out of the spotlight, but just kind of into, I'm settling into life. It doesn't seem that important anymore if I'm not affecting people.
2: Mm. Do you agree that we need our ego though for high performance? Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Because it has to, it has to matter. Like <laughs> It has to sting if you don't get it. Like, I think that's, if you ask any top performer at any sport, at any level, at any outside of sports, just in life, there's a level of like, I'm the shit. I mean, we all think the same. I think it's what you do with your level of awesome you know like it's like what you do with your level of expertise is what really matters because at the end of the day it's just that shit's just not going to matter it, it's just not going to fulfill you it's going to lose its spark once you get there so it's about what you do
2: right I love that how do you balance it all Lauren everything you know I mean, it's not pretty <laughs> it's not it doesn't look like you know great um <laughs>
0: I, I've gotten better. I used to burn myself out and I feel like it's like, I look back and I'm like, okay, I'm 27. I'm turning 28 this year. Like I've had, you know, at least five years under my belt of like, you know, true professional work and like working with my business and like doing, getting in the rhythm and things like that. Um, I I've learned, I know this, like people say it, but I really have tried to say like, you know, that doesn't align with what I want to do. I'm not going to do it. And that way I don't burn out like, and, Because I'm a yes person, a people pleaser. I wanna do everything. I wanna make sure everybody's happy. But I'm like, if I'm not happy, that's not, nobody's happy. Nothing's gonna be good. So I think saying no and and prioritizing time with my friends and family, things like that, it allows me to bring a fresh perspective to work. It allows me to work better and work more efficiently if I feel fulfilled in like the good areas.
2: Yeah, I love that. And I I think that leads me to like uh, the next question I wanted to ask you too of like, I think when we're like in alignment with our authentic, truest self, then we start making decisions that are aligned with like, what makes Lauren happy and true? And like, what's getting you to where you want to be? How, how do you keep that in check? Like, okay, is this in alignment with my authentic self? And can you tell us like, who is your authentic self? Because with as many Instagram followers as you have, and you're on stage, I mean, yes, I think we all get a flavor of Lauren because you're so personable and fun, but (laughs) essentially you're on stage. Tell me about like, yeah, tell me about who the authentic, real truest Lauren is and Uh, and how you keep her in check. That's an awesome question. I think when I get too far away from her, I'm like, you can
0: see it in my work. Mm -hmm. I'm exhausted. I'm like, you can see it in my face. Um, but true authentic Lauren is like around a fire out on the patio, drinking wine with my best friends, you know, like, FaceTiming with my mom, hanging with my dog. Like I'm very just chill and people, it's funny because, you know, you see the hair, the nails, the lashes. And I love that part of me. I really do. That's like this fun bougie part that I really do love about me. But like, I would love to go to the mountains and like put some boots on and like, just go like, you know, be dirty, get dirty. Like, I don't know. There's I've played around with that thought because I'm like different people now that I meet on the other side of playing let me experience these things. I've never experienced what makes me feel like peaceful because it was just softball. Maybe only on the field was peaceful, but outside I was just like, oh, this is tiring, you know? Mm -hmm. So it's been fun to figure out who I am, like what I like and what my interests are now. But yeah, man, really low key. People don't, you know, they don't assume that, but very, very, very low key. Yeah, I it's love so, that.
1: It's so great. I, I remember you talking about how your dog forced you to slow down a little bit and stay a little bit more low key. So yeah, yeah give us the uh, give us the update on the dog. How's the oh, dog doing, dude?
0: My dude is four. He just turned four. Quivachine. He's just like love of my life. Like I'm not, you know, I'm not above it. I let him sleep in the bed. We spoon. Like it's just, I mean, that this dude is my, he's my guy.
1: I don't, I I'm, I'm,
0: I'm, I'm safe If I don't ever date again in my life, like I have my <laughs> dog. <laughs> like so he, I'm so good. He's so,
1: it's He's still it's keeping you grounded.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. Because it's like you know that limits. You know, I'm not wanting to be out all the time or travel or this or that. I'm like, dude, I just would rather kick it with my dog. Like, I just get so much fulfillment putting on a show and posting up with my dude. <laughs> like, it's so many of my friends um, know I'm obsessed.
1: <laughs> like this. Is absolutely. Like you know, it's interesting to hear you talk to about like getting to know yourself and figuring out all all these other things that you might have interest in or you might like that you didn't have time to before. Is there anything that you're like? wanting to get into next or curious about trying that you might have a fear about that you're like, yeah, I, I think I want to give that a shot.
0: Yeah. So I'm actually doing that right now. It's a project I'm working on um, with my videographer, Will Hinson. And he's just sensational. And he actually came out this last weekend I mean we knocked out four things that I've always been interested in learning about, um, wanting to dive in. And I'm kind of using Oklahoma City, you know, I'm hunting for passion people that are kick an ass at whatever they do, but they're willing to share with me how they do it. And, you know, wanting me to try it. Um, so I I'm calling this like the year of (laughs) more where it's like, I'm finally honoring like those like little callings inside that I've always wanted to do something. And, and half the battles, just getting it on the planner and saying like, I'm going to do it. We always say, Oh, I'm going to get to this. I'm going to try this. I'm going to do it. And it always gets pushed away because of all these, like, you know, everyday things that we do. It's like, right. dude, put it priority. If you guys ever want to try something, like do it, like just make the time to try it. But I had such a rad weekend and I felt so fulfilled. Like I just had, I have this new energy from trying new things. It's just, it's been a cool thing. So that's a good question.
1: Isn't it amazing how it just provides that energy? And I'm like, we were like, why didn't we do this? The whole, why didn't we do this to begin with? If that's why, the, you and know. It does, right. And <laughs> it
0: doesn't have to be four topics in a weekend. It could be one thing, like an hour of just doing something crazy that you never thought you'd do. And you're like, you prove it to yourself like, okay, like I can do that. It's a, it's a cool growth project.
2: Good right. I know that's I, awesome. There is this um book that Clint actually recommended to me, Um, the biggest bluff, but it's about this like psychologist who became a professional poker player. And she was like, when is the last time you've been a novice at something like just, Started brand new, right? Like yeah, I, I love that you're doing that, Lauren, because it's so stimulating, right?
0: Yeah. I will uh I'll let you guys in on one of the topics because I just feel like talking about it because it was so fun. I turned <laughs> right. jujitsu. Jiu Jitsu. I was always, I lift in this gym and there's always these jiu jitsu MMA guys that are always in the corner, like just doing badass stuff, like flipping around and rolling around, and they call it grappling, I think, but they are just doing all these things. And they're always like, Warren, come try a class. And dude, I always had an excuse. I just, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm good over here just squatting. You know, like, I don't want to do that. Cause they're like, come on athlete. And I'm like, dude, I can't do that. Like, there's no way. And so I just never did it. And then I was like, that's one of the first things I'm going to do. So I linked up with two of the best jujitsu guys in Oklahoma and I let them body slam me. Like, I was like, I want to feel what it feels like for you to like, pick me up and like, slam me on the ground. And how'd it feel? It, oh, it. I couldn't walk for like, <laughs> for like two days, but again, I don't have to train. So I'm like, just throw me as hard as you can. And, um, so he slammed me and then he taught me how to slam him. And I mean, I was like, that is so cool. They taught me all the moves. I said, what did they say? They're like, well, you know, how would this apply in real life? I'm like, Sam at a bar and a dude goes to grab my ass and I don't want him to grab my ass. Like what's going to happen now? taught me how to boom, defend, choke hold. I'm like, oh, I feel so cool right now. But that was one of the things that I was just like, man, I, I started at ground zero. And by the end of it, I was like, dude, that, sign me up for, you know, all these classes. I'm going to go like once or twice a week now just to like
2: see if I can do it. Oh, my that's God. Amazing. And I hope all the men in Oklahoma are listening to this. Like, yeah. Yeah. yeah, creeps watch yeah, out. Man, creeps watch trying. out. <laughs> Don't try that's, me. Like, <laughs> that's <laughs> hilarious. Oh my God, Lauren, speaking of books, you are my friend who recommended to me Untethered Soul, which I feel like wow. changed my life. And then I think, oh good. and then I think I've recommended it to probably almost hundred percent of my clients and people I work with mm. that book. Um, I think there's this idea in it where it's like getting, you know, who am I, who am I, who am I, and like witnessing the thoughts. And I feel like that's something that you really embody. Can you talk about what you do to stay spiritually connected? Like what does that look like to you? Because I know that's a part of I know that's a part of what makes you you and makes you happy and grounded, but talk to me about like rituals or check-ins or journaling or whatever you do that makes you feel like, all right, like I'm I'm connected to to God or the universe or you know whatever whatever word resonates. Yeah, um journaling's awesome. Uh it's
0: like me with my glass of wine and it's this little pad. And it could be like a hundred words that day. It could be one. It could be like, I don't want to talk right now. <laughs> I've written that down before. where It's like, mm, not tonight. Like where I'm just kind of going through it. Um, music is so good for me. I'm so into like just lyrics when I don't know what I'm feeling. I go to music and it just totally resonates with me. And then recently I started going to cycle bar and that <laughs> cycle bar is so hard for me. I'm not cardio driven at all. And that whole process whoops my ass. But there are times when I'm so damn tired and I'm just in the music and I'm talking to myself like, Lauren, you got to get it. Like you're so connected. And that's kind of that self-check-in where I'm talking to myself. Because in that busyness of the day, rarely, you know, I'll get to the end of the day sometimes and I'm like, I haven't even talked to myself. I haven't talked to God. I haven't talked to you. <laughs> I've just been in, I've talked to my phone, but that's about it. So I think it's just when you get to that that low energy level, you're like, well, what'd you do? How'd you, how'd you fill yourself up?
2: Right, right. Oh, so good. Yeah. I I there's um we don't have cycle bar, or at least I don't think we do. We have grit cycle out here. Yeah, wow, just a cycle. Same. And it's like sometimes the the cycle instructors, they they preach like man. Oh, yeah. I'm like, <laughs>
0: it's it's emotional. It is. Well when you're like spending all of your energy like that and you're thinking at the same time and you're just getting this whole like cathartic experience you're just like what it just happened like that was just a workout you know but man movement and body and just getting off your feet and doing things is just even on like a long run is just so good so good oh good so good what are you reading these days oh man what am i reading right now i'm actually working through this i'm not necessarily reading any you know fiction i'm working through this book it's called, um, single is your superpower. Sounds yeah. so corny, but I just wanted that, you know, like when you just get sick of dating and you're just like, dude, like, what am I dating for? It's kind of a book that works through why you want to date and what you're looking for. <laughs> and so I like those books where it really calls you out. Like there was one chapter where it said, you know, what are you looking for in a partner? And I'm like listing out like, you know, security, I want to build a family. I want to, you know, have a partner in life. And then you're like, turn the next page. And it's like, okay, I'm calling bullshit on all your answers. Like, why do you really want somebody like, you can't answer with X, Y, and Z. And I was like, oh shit, <laughs> this is a lot harder than I thought. So I like those books that are thought provoking. And one of the areas is dating. So I'm just, you know, kind of trying to navigate that, that area with that book.
2: Yeah. Lauren, I think that's one of the things I love about you is you're like, you're a seeker, like always constant growth personal developments all of that I think that's stuff. why we linked
0: so well is because we could have those conversations like Clint we Katie and I have been to dinner and just had drinks and literally sat there and just like we're able to have like like I'm sure you guys do just like elevated conversations where you're thinking about the future and you right. want to get to a good future not just like a oh we're gonna sit here and talk shit for 35 minutes on somebody. It's like, no, like I, I, I've always left Katie and I's dinners, like just feeling so like, okay, I'm on the right track. You know? Like, yeah, I,
2: okay, I, I could see you guys having out. some good chats yeah.
1: for sure. Good people.
2: Yeah. Soul connection for sure. Mm-hmm. Lauren, I want to backtrack a little bit. Talk about um, ESPN, the body issue. Cause that is like, talk about courage, confidence, putting yourself out there. That is like, next level um, and just opening yourself up to whatever people have to talk to me about how that pushed you to your limits and what you learned from that whole experience.
0: Yeah, uh, man, that was a turning point in my process of really not giving a F about what people think Mm -hmm. and doing what I want to do for me and for who I think it can impact. And saying yes was the best, 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 best decision, not only career wise and, you know, just name wise, but to really pursue a different area of my life that had really made up a lot of my life. And being a kid in Orange County, like, you know, Southern California, like when we were younger was brutal. Like if you weren't skinny, like you were out, like you just weren't part of the And so to have, an, you know, a chance to be on a cover or be in a light where somebody that would be like, oh, like I have a tummy like her or like I have dimples like her or like I just have a little fat right there like her. And she's, you know, they they love it. Like, I, you know, she's on a cover. I just thought that was so cool to have that opportunity. So I'm just so grateful for ESPN for, you know, switching it up and going in different directions and not, you know, doing the what the norm is and. I think society's there anyway. I don't think it's super crazy anymore. Right. I think it's moving there anyway, but man, that was like a fearless like, you know, we'll we'll just see what happens kind of thing and how do you prepare for that? Like I'm I'm just they're like drop your robe and I'm like okay. Uh, like <laughs> <But> the crazy <laughs> part is like you're on you're on set and you drop it and everyone's like hell yeah queen, I'm like you look good. Yeah. And I'm like sweet, thank you. And then it was like we rolled. Like it was well, just Oh, oh my God. It's almost like they briefed the team to be the biggest hype man that you could be to me. Like, no matter what, (laughs) no matter what everybody on set was just like, you're killing this. And so I think anytime you're in a good environment, you're going to, you know, it's going to produce that effect on whatever you're doing. So I was I mean, man, and that was a while ago now, guys, like that was like years ago. And I'm just like, Oh, loved that.
2: So amazing. So amazing. How is that different than stacked? Same, different, which one was harder? Mm. oh that's a good question I don't want to say
0: harder I just want to say different like they were just so different like the body was like okay you're gonna be exposed to literally the whole world like if they want to see they can see and that was scary but then it was like after, you know, you scroll through for every like one or two bad comments, there's like 15 good comments, you know, like I was that chick that was like crying the first night, like, oh my God, they hate it. But then you see like, oh my God, there's a lot of people supporting me. So whatever. When you get to stacked, it's like, I have like high up executives in MLB vouching for me at big tables. Like she's your host, you have to hire her, And then I have to deliver Right. So it was more of a deliverable for the stacked, less of a delivery for, for body. Cause it was like, Oh, we're celebrating all different things. It doesn't matter what you look like. You're beautiful. And that stacked, it's like, we're, if you're a shitty host, you're a shitty host. <laughs> like, you're getting kicked out if you can't get this done. So, uh, yeah, if you have a panic attack, we're going to pick a different host and we're never going to consider you again. You know? So there was just like a lot of, there was a lot of weight on the stacked the stacked side but oh, yeah. good news is, is that stacked got, uh, revamped for 2021. So we got, that's four great. shows. yeah, thanks. We got four shows in last year and then COVID hit. So now we get to like go full, full steam ahead when they get the teams ready. Oh, I'm that's
2: excited. Awesome. Yeah. So awesome. I was definitely like loving them. Very entertaining. That's for sure. Lauren, it's like, um, I don't know when you describe stacked versus the body issue, it's like stacked is stacked is like, a coach hyped you up to the college, and when you get to Oklahoma, like it's like you better do it. And ESPN the body issue is like, do I love myself? <laughs> Regardless of what everybody else is saying. It's like this like performance mode is one. And then this other one's like, Do I love myself? And put myself. Yeah, on. and and body was just deep.
0: Like the shit was deep. Like the conversation you want to talk about. Stacked, you're asking, like, what's your favorite hobby? And then in body, they're like, what's your least favorite body part? And you're like, I've never, I don't know these answers. Like to the point of like eloquently saying them, I can talk baseball, softball all day. Like it's nobody's business. I can't talk about my body all day. That was hard for me. I've always not talked about my body. right? So it definitely opened up that body conversation. And I got a lot more comfortable just speaking my truth about my body and about bodies in general. So very empowering experience, very empowering.
2: Mm-hmm. Amazing. Lauren, like I know you said earlier that um, when you're like your friends in your group chat were thinking about like, what are we here for? You said you want everyone to just benefit or improve or inspire like from having an interaction with Lauren Chamberlain, like I'm walking away better um, mm-hmm. or happier or s- laughing. I don't yeah. know. <laughs> yeah. And I can tell you firsthand, you definitely do that. But outside of that, what, what are, what is next for you? Or like, what is something that you, you're like a a jack of all trades. You're, you're an influencer. So you do all these different things, but is there like one vision or one job you want to land or one position you see yourself in or, or are you open to whatever the universe is kind of, you know, taking you on this, this ride? Tell me, tell me what your vision is a little bit. I think I've tried a bunch of different things. Like you said, Jack of all trades.
0: I feel like I have explored if I feel like I'm talented at something, I want to give it a go. Right. I think to date, the most exciting and fulfilling and uh, I just uh, where like, I feel like I'm supposed to be there is hosting. So Mm that aligns with what I want to do is to make people feel comfortable enough to be themselves, to be exactly who they were designed to be. And if that means, you know, self-producing this show and seeing if I can land something on a big network or even self-produce and go from there or see where MLB goes and how high I can go with that. I just want a situation and an environment where I can be as honest as I can and have the other person be as comfortable as they are so that they can be as honest as they can about themselves, their story. Like that stuff is so fulfilling is to get to know somebody else. I think that's what I'm, I'm here for. So hopefully the, the hosting thing keeps, you know, progressing and you can see me on your TV someday.
2: You know, it's so interesting as you're saying that I'm like, that's what I do as a therapist, right? It's like, Creating space for someone to be so openly and authentically themselves, but what's interesting is I would never in a million years want to do what you're doing. I would be <laughs> like, like, I would I would lights camera action Katie would run out the door um <laughs> but I think that like there's a creative that's there's some creative expression and like some I don't know it, it, yeah. What, what is that like for you to like be on stage? Because when so, I'm creating space for someone to be honest and authentic mm. in a closed room, yeah. feels private and intimate, you you're creating space for that. And you also have to add flavor to it because it's That's entertainment. You're in. Right. Um, right. What is that like? Oh
0: man. I, I think it's the, okay. So what I love that you do is it's it's like, it's like We're definitely not doing the same thing, but we're doing the same realm of getting somebody to open up and, you know, speak their truth. Right. Right. And your work is just so impactful and so needed in this world. And I think on my side, the creativeness and the, you know, I don't really care what you think. I'm going to be goofy. I'm going to make you feel like I've been your best friend since sixth grade and we're going to just talk. It's against what TV's always been. Like it's against what reporters have always done it's always been like hello everybody I'm Lauren Chamberlain and welcome to law and like I want to know exactly like tell me how
1: do you feel about it and it's just so annoying right when what you're talking about is so much more enjoyable to watch too It just
0: right is. and it's just it's that's where the creativity comes from is like how and stack don't get me wrong that's a that's a network production right like that is a a big time big MLB' is a huge company so you're gonna get that kind of formal, game show feel, um, talking about, you know, passion projects on the side and what I just, you know, did like this weekend, my dream scenario is to have, um, mm. almost like a barbershop feel like those, those, um, you know, just where I'm asking and we're just chopping it up. Like we are right now. That's where you're getting people to feel like, Oh, I can be myself. I don't have to put on a show. I don't have to worry about saying the wrong thing. I can just talk. Right. Right. Those conversation pieces are where you get the good stuff, like where you feel like you don't have to worry about saying the wrong thing. Whatever you say is what you feel, you know? So I think those are the, those are the most fulfilling creatively where I could create the most laid back situation. And then the end is a masterpiece, right? Like you don't even have to try that hard. And it's just so cool. Mm -hmm.
2: Oh my gosh. I have chills. You're going to do it. And I love LeBron's LeBron's barbershop thing on HBO. Right? Oh, Oh, they just, they just
0: chit chat. And, and you know what I love about his too. And I was just talking about this. I feel like I'm always just having these types of conversations, but I I was just talking about how like, you're never going to find, you know, a man that's doing a show like that. Be like, you're never going to have LeBron or somebody else that's moderating. Like welcome to the barber shop, everybody. I don't know why the women are always directed to amp it up, smile, be, be big and loud and more energy. And it's like, what if I just want to kick it and say like, what up, bro, like, (laughs) what if I want to be like a little bit more like a dude? Like if that's what people are saying, it's just, it's wild. Like the little things that, you know, we've always just been so taught to do that. I kind of just want to like, Can we flip the script like a little? That's such a a good
1: point. That's such a good point. Because I mean, it really is. Like we want to see your personalities too. We want to see your real personalities come through. It just makes it so much more engaging. So I'm so glad that you're doing that. Good for you. Yeah,
0: I'm so anxious for you guys to see it. It'll be like later on this year, maybe like heading into April, we'll get some episodes out because the editing just takes forever. But look forward to Stacked and look forward to this little fun side gig.
2: Ugh, I'm so pumped! I'm so pumped. Um, Clint, I have a couple more questions. Do you have anything before I before I shut shut down our barbershop? <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh, I just have our one barbershop. question. I know that you uh that you you talked about working with Boys and Girls Club and and working with youth and kind of like showing up and, and and kind of you know helping people to 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 you know just show up better in the world by showing up better for them. And I guess I have a question about specifically with with high school and college athletes, if there's an if there are athletes out there who might be on the fence or curious about working with a sports psychologist but are like, they don't want someone to get in their head or whatever, right? Any advice that you would give to them or thoughts that you have for them?
0: I used to think that I would say something that like freaked them out or I, I would say something that they've never heard before. And Katie, you could probably say this, you've probably heard it all. I mean, there is nothing that you can't say that's gonna scare a therapist or a sports psychologist away or something that they've probably never heard before. So when you get with someone that's going to give you answers instead of judgment, that's just the coolest thing ever. Why wouldn't we want a personal, you know, like soundboard where you could just be like how would I how would I do this? This feeling feels weird. This feeling sucks. This feeling's disabling me. And then they're going to give you, okay, we're going to do this, this, and this. And we're not going to stop until we get, get it figured out. We're going to give you the tools that you need. So you're telling me, like, as a kid, I would rather go to my best friend who doesn't have any answers for me. And it's probably just going to be like, mm, get it together, dude. Like, what are you doing? Like, let's step on it. Two-step, two-step. And I'm like, uh, I actually can't breathe right now. Like, I can't breathe. I, you're telling me you'd rather talk to, you could talk to your best friend, but you're scared of talking to someone that can actually help you form you know, a solution and a game plan I'm for the game plan. Right. So that whole, I think we're moving anyway out of there. I think it's the most mature, the most cool, the most adult and the most caring thing you could do for yourself is get help if you need it. And it's not a shameful thing at all.
2: It's not a shameful thing at all. Love it. Yeah, Yeah. Well, I think that people need to hear that Lauren. And I I think that although it's like changing, like you said, we're evolving. Um, Oh, I think when it comes to sports, that athlete culture is deep, right? Like with just suck it up and then pressure from parents. And so I'm, yeah, I think we need to keep talking about it. And I love, I love, I love that you're so open about it for sure. What would you, my last question is, what would you say to young low, like, you know, knowing now like this crazy ride you've been on, what a life at 27. Like Dude, all crazy done, stuff, right? <laughs> it's rad. It's just you've done such amazing things. Um, and I think you just really embody the full spectrum of the human experience because you feel the lows and you've had lows and you've had real big highs, and you've been vulnerable through it all, and you're authentic through it all, um, and you're so relatable and you inspire so many. Um, but looking now it's like, dude, I wish, I wish little low knew this. What, what is that thing? Like, what, what do you, or what would you tell her? Yeah. I, and
0: this is something that I just have just figured out. Like, this is not something I even figured out, like just out of college or anything like that. It's that like, no matter what, like, you're going to be okay. Like no matter what's going on right now, if you're high, like enjoy it. Cause you might be down, you know what I mean? Like the next month or two. If you're down, like there's going to be a season of hope, like it's going to come back around in some way or another. I think there's definitely a higher power that's got us, you know what I mean? Like that's got us, it's got our back, whether it's God, the universe, whatever you believe in it, everything's going to be okay. And I think there's just moments as a kid, like you can't see past today, you know, you can't see past the drama. You can't see past the bully. You can't see past, you know, the failure and I look back like on so many times that I thought I was like, this is it. Like, it's just never going to work out. And it ended up just being beautiful. So I think just that everything's going to be okay.
2: Yeah. I think that's like, I think we say that so much, like it's going to be okay. It's going to work out. But to like really believe it. Mm.
0: Oh, that's freedom.
2: Yeah. That's
0: freedom. It's freedom to really know, like, it's gonna Like it's all good. And it helps because it's like, your lows aren't so low. I used to be just low as hell and high as hell. And I'm like, this shit is exhausting to go like this. (laughs) And I think through working with people and learning like, God, I just can't, my emotions can't tack on to what life brings. Like emotions got to be here. We've talked about, it's just like in softball. If your performance is like this and your head goes with it, you're toast, dude. You'll never go, you'll never get a break. Mm -hmm. It's just like life. So I'd rather be like, try to like hug the line. You know what I mean? Like try to hug the line where it's like, dude, I think. I, I couldn't tell you what's next, bro, but I know I'm gonna be okay. I don't know when, but it's gonna happen.
2: Yeah, that yeah, that knowing is so powerful, mm-hmm. um, Lauren. As you're talking, I actually have one more question. So yeah, I, of course, of course, of course. Um, your dog's probably like let me back in the house, mom. Oh yeah, dude, it's good for his character. He can I know talk. for our listeners that don't know, uh, <laughs> Lauren kicked the dog out because the dog wanted to be part of the interview. The dog wanted to be on this. He was actually trying to. Yeah, no, it wasn't working out for <laughs> me. Or you know, with, with this podcast, um, the space between I'm curious, you know, and I think what was coming up for me as you were talking, just this idea, that book you're reading, um, what's it called? Something about single wise is is your superpower. Yeah. Superpower. Um, you know, it's like, what's the middle path between like being independent and craving a relationship or connection. And I'm just kind of thinking about that. The space between a lot of things that you've said, when you think about Uh, your life, what are the two spaces you have the most like inner conflict about? Like, is it crazy productivity and like my prayer and meditation and like getting still? Or is it, is it what I just said about like independence and relationship or connection? Like what is, ooh, what is the space that's just most challenging for you that you go back and forth on? Oh man. And these might be one and the same. This, that's such a
0: good question because it totally just triggered like a bunch of thoughts. Um, they might be one in the same, but it's old me and new me. And mm-hmm. that being my super harsh, masculine killer be killed or my soft, loving, caring, wanting to be catered to, you know, not having to do everything my, on my own because I want to, you know, like. Lean back, Lauren. Lean back yeah see yeah. yes that's oh man because it's like that's what sports teaches you you've got to go get it on your own you've got to go figure it out on yourself on like by yourself and now I'm like I don't need to operate in such a harsh way it's such an interesting because mm. then it goes back to I mean we could riff on this all night but then it goes back to like that f- feminist versus feminine energy where you're like wait a minute I'm a feminine like I don't need this. Like I could take care of myself. I'll pay my own bills. I'll buy my own shit. You know what I mean? And then I'm like, there's a part of me that's like, but I want help. And I would love to, you know, <laughs> I would love to meet somebody that could help me with these things and make me feel loved. Like that there, those are two parallels. I think that you're just like, Oh, like which way am I going to go? Like which way? And I, I want a hot mix of both, you know, cause I know that this has made me so successful. This could make me more successful. Let's pair them together. So it's, a, it's an interesting, that's where I'm at in life right now. It's weird. It's such a weird, it's like the
2: dying of the old and
0: the coming into the new, it's so strange.
2: Oh, that like makes, I think you're so wise. Like that makes my heart warm. Like the, the space between the old me and the new, like that, that's real. Uh um, um, oh, thank shit you for doing that eating. with us that's so oh, the answer it used to scare the shit out of me but i'm trying to sit in it and figure it out
1: <laughs> good for you yes that's where it happens that's where the magic happens
2: yeah well, lauren i know you're on you know twitter and instagram i think you might be doing tiktok these days but where can our people find you <laughs> follow you all of that good stuff I'm mainly TikTok, dude, I'm dabbling. So
0: I'm not even going to give you my TikTok because it's just not impressive. But um, uh, Low Chamberlain is my Instagram. And then L Chamberlain 44 is my Twitter handle. Those are where I'm most active. I would say Instagram is a daily thing. So you guys can find me there. Awesome. And,
2: and then, how then
1: how can people, people are stacked?
0: Oh, yeah. Stacked is on YouTube. So if you go to YouTube, you type in MLB. It'll pop up MLB's YouTube channel. And then it'll give you all of our episodes that we've done so far. So we've done four. That's where they can find them. Um, but yeah, I'm actually, I don't know when you guys are airing this, but I, you can find me on MLB's um, Instagram doing takeovers. You know, I, I kind of am here and there and everywhere. So
2: tap into Instagram and you can find out where I'm next. Awesome. 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 Lauren, thank you so, so much for talking to us. This has been an amazing conversation. I appreciate you. Thanks
0: so much, Lauren.
2: You guys are awesome. And then for everyone, you can follow us on Instagram at the Space Between Podcast and on our Facebook page um, and share this conversation if you enjoyed it. And we'll see you next week. All right. Thanks, guys.